Hey everybody, I'm Rima. And I'm Pake. And this is Strange Indeed, a podcast dedicated to the Netflix show, You. Today we are covering episode three of season four, titled Eat the Rich. Yeah. <laughs> I like that title. It's That's kind a of one. been a theme. Mm-hmm. And uh, not just the show, but like, I don't know, just in general, there's a lot yeah. of that vibe kind of going around. So they've, mm-hmm. they've picked that up with the season for sure. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. This show's always kind of been like a good social satire of like the 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 haves versus the have nots kind of thing where Joe finds himself always in these weird like upper echelon social circles. And like <laughs> there's all of this like really quirky, kooky and like weird stuff going on. So, yeah, it's it's always been a right. great satire of that concept anyway. So just to like really make it more of a theme this season is fun. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, they've they've done a, a pretty good job of really being on point of kind of like what's kind of happening at the time mm-hmm. uh, and trending and like with last season and um, some of the themes that we saw there. So, yeah, you're right. Uh, it's that's amazing how they pick up on that and just write it in so well. Just make it mm-hmm. part of the show. Um, so what did you think about this week's episode in general? I, I liked it. A lot. It was over so fast. I remember on my first watch, like credits rolled and I was like, what was that? (laughs) Like, I was like, it's over already. I was like, I was just like really involved in what was going on. Like, it seemed to go by so fast. It's not like it was like really short. It it is the shortest out of the three we've had so far, but not by like a ton. So, right. Yes. I mean, it was well paced then, I guess I would say, because it went by really quickly. Uh, But there's. Yeah, uh, it was it was really good because it was still playing off the theme that it has been this season. You know, uh, as far as this kind of who done it, now I've got an extra layer to that that I have to worry about thanks to you and Gail. Um, <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> but yeah, but going through it, so I, I think it just yeah, it kept carrying that on, and it definitely. And I'll talk about that in a point for sure while we're talking about this. But yeah, really yeah, had totally. me going back and forth on a lot of those things, and it's got you in the middle of that murder mystery. We're like. Oh yeah, it totally could be this, but also because of this thing, it totally could be this. And it's so I, I like that it's still very up in the air. I agree. I also enjoyed and to add to what you just said, um I I don't think I have anything figured out. I'm definitely having fun with it. Mm-hmm. You know, definitely having fun trying to figure out what the hell is going on. Um so yeah, I'm I'm anxious to talk about this one. And yeah, I agree. The pacing was really great because I thought, oh crap, we're done already. And left us, of course, on another cliffhanger there. Yeah. Where I was just like, shit, I just really <laughs> want to let it play through. Um, but I held held strong and immediately hit, you know, nope, 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 went back. Um, but it was hard not to keep watching to see what the hell uh, happens there you right. know, with uh, <laughs> Joe there at the end. Looked like he was in a bit of a bit of an ambush almost yeah. so yeah um i know we'll talk about it but i'm just like shit i really want to keep keep going here yeah a really fun episode i'm, I'm having a really good time with the season i am um, too yeah yeah it's, it's just fun it, it's been fun. i've always really enjoyed this show even though it can be a little repetitive sometimes but it's not too bad to where i'm still like you never know what kind of crazy off the wall things are going to happen so it keeps you invested but 
but like we've we've said i think both you know the previous episodes i love that they have taken kind of the theme of this show or really its formula and turned it completely on its head and done something very unique with it and it's good because yeah on the fourth season i think it's time for a fresh kind of new take on what the show is and they've done that well agreed 100 percent agree uh with that yeah i love the craziness talked about it i think every season that we've covered i just i dig the crazy i did dig the completely obnoxious you know behavior from some of the characters and some (laughs) of the things that are kind of so over the top you know that just don't always seem so realistic or at least not in my world anyway Mm. you know my little (laughs) small bubble that i'm in um maybe not so foreign to some folks but just you know some of the over top obnoxious things and just super crazy that you're just like it, it can't like top itself this week. Oh nope, it does. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it definitely levels up. So I'm I'm totally with you in agreement. Um, really digging it. But I am glad that they've added the little um, twist with you know Joe being stalked and um, kind of flipped it on its head a little bit because it 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 needed a little shaken up. You know, we're in season four, so totally agree. Uh, where would you like to start this week? All right, you're gonna. Hand off the the first one to me. <laughs> yeah, go for it. Um, for I'm gonna go ahead and just give a heads up. This is the first one that I I couldn't do five, so I I'm kind of following suit with you. I've got you, four you <laughs> know, points well, this week. <laughs> that's legit because, like you said, it was a little. Not only was it just a little shorter, there was also. It's not that nothing happened, but it was a little straightforward right you know kind of so you know i'm i'm with you i don't i'm i'm not going to have a full set but i think we're going to have enough to talk about so no worries Definitely. there so yeah. go ahead and yeah kick, yeah kick just so we know however like. things line out <laughs> it's like if you came with the whole five you'll be the one to be like well i'm done nah. you've got more but we'll see so uh the first one that i will do uh just want to talk about some text messaging and messaging apps mm. and different mm-hmm. messages being sent throughout the episode uh because I mean, it's continuing on with this Evan S app. Joe is continually getting these messages from the killer, whoever they may be, um, <laughs> uh, that are just increasing in like teasing and like torturing him, where it's very much like just trying to pull this truth out of him, whatever, you know, it's like, I know who you are. You can't deny it. And then even going as far as like, I want you to admit that you are a killer and that you enjoy it. And that is really what you are. And even Joe Goldberg is kind of just a mask. Like you really <laughs> are just a killer on the inside and that's who you are. What makes you tick? And he's continued to be tormented by that while he's. So now he's, he's trying to figure out, well, who is this? What's going on? But then he also has the the task of trying to figure out their game more than just tormenting him and trying to figure out what's their next step and what are they going to do and who's in trouble and who do I need to protect and all of these different things. So it's really, he's going through a lot. Like he's like, <laughs> he's, he's juggling a lot. He's he got just a lot like seems <laughs> frazzled all the time. And it's like, yeah, no, that makes sense. Like, <laughs> yeah, but you to where you mean, I, I like that moment. I'm kind of, jumping a little bit to the end uh, 
but you know, he was so ready to go off where he like types out that whole thing. Like, no, all this does is make me, I'm going to find you and I'm going to put you, you know, and he's like going off and he's able to stop himself, but you can really see like, he's about to snap. Like he's just, <laughs> <laughs> he was losing his chill, which isn't normal for Joe. He's usually keeps his chill. I know. You know? Everything like he, he talks to himself in his head so much. And this is one of the first times where you see him not in the inner monologue, but it's literally out loud by himself in his apartment, looking at his phone going, no, you sick fuck. Like he's just, uh, <laughs> <you know? laughs> yes. he's lost it. Uh, but it is, it, there is something funny and ironic about him constantly calling somebody else stalker. Uh, <laughs> yes. <you know? laughs> and it, it is like, I wonder how much of it, you know, you can go with, with the theory that, which now I can't help but think about again, what you've mentioned is like, if it is all like this, dissociative identity kind of thing and it really is him and there's all of that which these add to that and i'll talk about that stuff a little more later but you know if that's what it is but even if it's not what it is you can tell he's seeing like a mirror of himself in this there's his own yeah so he's seeing his own kind of patterns and behaviors in this even you know if he's thinking it's somebody completely different if it is somebody completely different i feel like he has to be seeing some you know <laughs> things that are a little you know like yeah yeah i recognize that um definitely within himself so it's gonna be bothering him even more because he's like you stalker you creep you murderer and it's like oh god am I, oh, am I wait a minute you know? hmm. why is that familiar you know right <laughs> yeah. and, and then it gets to this point where now who this killer again whoever they may be pushing him to to kill kate that you know oh she's too close she's a threat you got to get her out of the picture and he's then battling with this like as much sense as that makes also no because that's not the person i am and that's not the person i want to be even if i was i'm not anymore and kate is innocent and i i don't love her but i totally love her but i absolutely don't and i don't know um but i'm, I'm getting there to protect her and it's just more things that like it, every little thing and message that he keeps getting is just driving him further and further up the wall. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but I do like, you know, there at the end where I said he's about to snap, but then he does catch himself and pulls himself back and decides instead. He's like, no, I'm going to play along. And it, it does tie into that, uh, you know, the, the Poe story that he has his class reading at the beginning of the episode and all that. Like that was a big oh, theme. Yeah. Telltale heart coming yeah. through this, um, <clears throat> where he's just like, "Hang on, let, like, let me play along and see what the person actually wants. Let me see if I can play their game." Did he get his answers? So I like how he just flips it really quick. He's like, "Oh yeah, I, I loved killing Vic. That was, you know, what a rush. Yeah, we're <laughs> we're so alike. We should meet up and talk about our murder victims. Like, which ones were the cutest? And paint each other's nails and spill that hot goss. You know, like <laughs> he's so ready to like flip it on its head. Like, yeah, let's." <laughs> Kindred spirits, two peas in a pod. Let's do it. We're buddies. Uh, yep. <laughs> so that's an interesting thing for him to take. And I was like, well, if it is somebody else, like, is that going to work on them? Is that really like if he flips it that quickly, will they buy it? Maybe, maybe not. I mean, it seems like the plan worked. But again, if it is somebody else on the other end, we don't know their intentions. We don't know what they know. It seems like it worked because the messaging murderer decides they want to meet at the end of the episode. So what will that entail? I don't know, but I can't wait to find out how that plays out. Uh, of course, somebody else wants to meet at the same time, and that is Phoebe. And we talked about that a little bit, that uh, he goes to the sundry house, and that seems to be more of a setup. Uh, everyone else is also there, 
waiting for his arrival, including the cops. So uh, don't know how that's going to go. <laughs> yeah. It it doesn't look good, but we're only, we're still in part one and there's five episodes. This is the third one. So I can't see, I can't imagine Joe being arrested right, at right now because um, we're so early and we're still only a few episodes in. We still got part two that's coming up uh, in a couple of weeks. So I don't, I don't know if I, and maybe they'll surprise me, but I don't know if I, yeah. if I'm worried about that just yet. Although I, I do think it, it looks definitely a little ominous. I think it's, yeah, there. I think they're really just setting it up for us to think like, oh no. And then yeah, I, I feel yeah. like the next episode will literally start with the police being like, we had this one little question about something else that came up and we wondered what, you know, if you could follow up on, or we talked to blue and this happened totally. and it would literally be like a five second conversation and be like, what about this and that? And he's like, oh, that. And they're like, okay, thanks. Enjoy your party. And like, nobody yeah. even and knew, then, like the only reason totally. people were like waiting on him the way it looked like they were is because the police got there first. Is like, we need to speak to Jonathan Moore. And so they're like, well, what's going on? And then it'll be just like glossed over really quickly. Yep. I agree. I don't. I don't think it'll be a very a very big thing. I don't think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I I, I want to know <laughs> what the hell's going on um, because I'm I'm definitely digging digging the story so far. Um, I I liked so much of what you said. It's been interesting because I feel like this season, even in just this third episode. Joe is really kind of imploding a little bit. Like yeah. he's like you said he's really losing his shit. You know, he's you know, we really or I thought, I'll speak for myself, like with love that he really met his match. Mm-hmm. You know, uh he really met someone that was kind of on a and not to say that she wasn't um I do think she challenged him quite a bit and she definitely raised the psycho level a little. Uh, more than Joe, uh, because he was always like, oh, my God, she freaking killed someone again, you know. <laughs> uh, but he's he's really losing it yeah. in, in this season. <laughs> and it's so much fun to watch. Um, yeah, it, it's it's strange to see him like looking up, like darting around, like trying to find, who's watching me? Where are they? Like he's just eyes darting around everywhere, wide eyed, like turning his head, like looking behind his back everywhere he goes. Mm-hmm. That's not what we're used to with Joe Goldberg. <laughs> No, and that's actually my first point, um, or part mm-hmm. of my first point is, um, and it's kind of short, and and it's been so far just in this first three episodes, the theme that we're seeing, and when we talked about, you know, kind of flipping the script a little bit of how Joe is now the one being stalked, but um, first, my first part of, of my point I wanted to mention was how great this show in general just does a really good job of making us think or trying to portray Joe in a way that makes him seem normal mm-hmm. and that he's, you know, he's chill. He's uh, just an everyday person. And you, and you tend to forget that he's actually a, a really bad guy or that he's like a serial killer. Right. You know, he's just, he's just a dude that works in a bookstore. He's just, you know, a, a, a you know, dude over here doing his thing. Um, you just kind of forget who he really is until um and and well and especially like because this um this season especially like we've had our fair share of strange people that joe kind of ingratiates himself into um like 
um, Beck's group and yeah. then the uh, friends with love and then the when they got married in the the suburbanites. Um, you know, everyone was a little off and had their eccentricities and almost made Joe seem a little bit normal. But I feel like this season has really upped the ante a little bit. Mm-hmm. And um, the, the, the people that they've got Joe around makes him seem so much uh, normal and makes Joe seem more like a fish out of water. Um, yeah. And I really love that with this season um, that Joe is the one who's being stalked. Um, because for the past three seasons, <laughs> that's all he's done, you know, yeah. following people, wearing his hat of invisibility, um, mm. staring at people through their windows, um, you know, stalking people and following them, just constant, 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 you know, peeping through uh, doors and fences. And it's just nonstop every season. And in this season, we have where someone is doing that to him and he's like, how dare someone stalk me and find out all the details in my life when that's exactly what he does. And he even did it like in the first episode, he's as he's like Googling everyone, we're getting all that information fed to Mm -hmm. us about the characters. And I'm like that Joe, that's literally what you do. So it's really great to see how he freaks out about that behavior being turned on him. I'm like, dude, that is what you do to people, you know? Um, but I, I do like, you know, that that it's been kind of flipped and I love how they've, you know, to to points where you kind of forget how bad Joe is. Like they've tried to humanize him and give him those characteristics where sometimes you could almost even sympathize with him. But then you're mm-hmm. like, Oh yeah, wait, he kills people. And <laughs> you know, he's he's yeah, a serial it's killer. <laughs> interesting when I'm explaining this show to somebody who hasn't seen it. And that's usually how I start. I was like, well, it's about this guy who you want to root for, but he's actually like the worst human being on the planet. <laughs> and it's like, I don't know how it's like, it's like, he's like a stalker and a killer and he's like obsessive and follows women around and like is honestly a really terrible person, but also he's like really funny. And so sometimes you just can't help but like root for him or like get connected to him anyway. And it really just like conflicts you mentally (laughs) yes you're like shit i'm not supposed to like this guy yeah but so much and it's not just this season because he has always had the greatest internal monologues i mean this season's really knocking it out of the park too but he has the greatest internal monologues and half the time you're agreeing with him you're like yep Mm -hmm. yep joe i totally agree with like if he's talking about you know some of those the other terrible rich people, right, that he encounters uh, throughout the seasons. And you're like, yep, yep, you are exactly right. So you feel like you can kind of relate to him a little bit. So yeah. it's in, and he's funny. And yeah, they, they humanize him in a way that you forget, you know, until like, well, shit, the first episode when he's chopping up Malcolm, you mm-hmm. know, and you're like, oh, God, you know, um, he, he does, he does that stuff. Yeah. So, but I'm just digging, digging that. And I love that. Joe is just really losing his shit <laughs> about um, he's the one now being stalked. Like, how dare you? How dare you be watching me? Like, he he's so, um, gosh, just pissed when he mm. uh, when 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 the cops leave his apartment uh, and he gets the uh, text that bitch sent, uh, sick the cops on you and he's like, right. what? You know, <laughs> goes and looks yeah. out his window. Who's watching? Me right now? <laughs> <laughs> So good. So that's my first point. It's just some appreciation for 
um, how they can do so. And I mean, some of the credits got to go to Penn Badgley because he he's yeah. doing he's just phenomenal in this role. Um, so obviously a lot of credit goes to him, but I do love how they've written him, you know, where you, you almost, yeah. like you said, want to kind of root for him, but at the same time, you're like, no, no, no. Which I've noticed at the beginning of each episode, he's credited as a like producer. Was that on previous seasons or is this the first that he's done it like that? I, I'm, I don't know if it was on the first season or not, but I feel like at least from season two on, but uh-huh. of course I don't have that in front of me, but I know that he's been involved. Um, yeah. That's what I figure is like. I, I feel like this season's the first time I've really noticed it in those opening credits. But I was mm-hmm. like, season four can't be, you know, as much as he's done with it, especially with like the Netflix move and all of that stuff. It's like it probably took place in season two, and I just didn't pick up on it. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, because season one originally I think aired on Lifetime, and then yeah, got picked so. up on Netflix, and then it just kind of exploded because it didn't really get the mm-hmm. exposure on Lifetime. Uh, yeah. From if I can recall correctly, because it's been a hot minute, uh, and then became quite a sensation, and just kind of went from there. But um, I do know he's got a little bit more say. I mean, clearly it's a pretty popular show for yeah. Netflix, and it's got a pretty big audience. People tend to dig it. I know he's got a little bit more say, and because sometimes you see folks' name on um, as executive producer, and sometimes it's just a title. Right. You know, oh, we're just giving, you know, giving a cred. It's not really, it, it could mean a lot. It could mean very little. And then sometimes it means that they are actually involved. And I think he's pretty involved, you know, with as far as like having a little bit of say in his character. I do know that um, he he talked to the writers about having or, or asking to have fewer sex scenes mm-hmm. um, this season um, out of respect for his wife and their marriage. You know, he because there's been some pretty wild scenes in yeah. <laughs> previous seasons, if we recall some, I'm just, mm-hmm. make me blush. Um, so I, I know that he had requested that and I think they accommodated that. They're like, yeah, that's totally fine. Makes sense. It doesn't really harm, you know, um, the, the story that they are wanting to tell or whatever. So they accommodated that. So. I don't think it was no sex scenes. I just think it was maybe fewer or maybe just maybe shot in a different way because he did have yeah. a sex scene in this. Yeah, I was like, in this episode, we um, got that. But but it was. But it, it wasn't as. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't as good. It was like there's clothes like, were on. It was we were leading light. up to things and then it like cut to after. So, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, honestly, the scene showing where it looked like someone was watching from behind, um, that could have honestly been a body double. You, right. Because you don't actually see you see a body, but you don't actually see like Penn Badgley or his head, it could have honestly, mm-hmm. I don't know that it was, I'm just saying it could have been if they wanted yeah. to go that way with it. If he's like, yeah, I just don't want to, don't want to do that. So it could have been. Um, but anyway, I just, my point was, was that he's, I know got a little bit of pull and I think has some uh, input to his character that, mm-hmm. and deservedly so. I mean, it's, yes. um, it, 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 I don't think I don't think I could imagine someone else playing Joe besides Penn Badgley. He's just done a fantastic job. So, right. I mean, he input. carries this show not just as like the lead character, maybe, but most of the show is his voiceover. True. <laughs> you know, like it's it's he, it's a lot of just of him. So, yeah. Very good point. Very good point. Uh, what's what's your next point? What you got? Uh, my next one. Um, speaking of <laughs> victims earlier, wow! <laughs> and it's how, how, <laughs> the, the biggest victim this episode is Vic. The Vic is Vic. Mm, uh, yep. Which 
you know, we see after the funeral, they're back at Sundry House and he starts talking to Vic or Vic really comes up and starts talking to him. And we see that Vic's on him. Like, it seems like they're trying to, like, connect at first, but it quickly turns into Vic kind of accusing him and being like, I know you think that we're alike, but, you know, and I don't know if I buy your story about you're just writing a book because you just happen to be at all the right places at all the right times. And it's, it's a little odd. So Vic mm-hmm. kind of hints to him that he's on to him, you know, at least in his mind, he knows that there's something odd about him. I and mean, he tells him that he's just like, honestly, it's like, you're just, you're, there's something off about you. I don't know what it is, but I don't, I don't trust it. Uh, which I mean, kind of an understatement. Yeah. There's definitely <laughs> something off. Which, uh, <laughs> if he only knew. Yeah. Right. But you know, Joe might not be the killer, at least not that Joe's aware of if he is. Um, <laughs> But then we kind of see Vic more throughout the episode. At first, we don't know that it is him, which is interesting. You know, we see that when him and Kate go to their secret garden, uh, that somebody is following them there the whole time. And it, it turns out to be Vic, which I'm sure I know on first watch, probably the same with you. It made me feel like, oh, is there something nefarious going on here with him? Like, why is he following Kate? But really, mm-hmm. truly, I think it was just him being a detective on his own, like Joe kind of says to himself in his head that that's what he's doing. He's like, oh, great, another detective is on the case, you know, where maybe Vic is trying to piece things together and figure stuff out. So he doesn't trust Joe. So maybe then he's following Joe, sees him following Kate, and he's watching them as they are uh, getting it on there. And, you know, you wonder if (laughs) maybe he's theorizing, oh, well, then Joe and Kate maybe planned to kill Malcolm because they're having this little rendezvous here. What's going, you know? You can only imagine all the little things that are going through Vic's head. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering, like, why is Vic there? Why is he? Because like, he's Phoebe's bodyguard, so why is he following Kate? But then, you know, he talks about Phoebe being, like, so much family to him and how much he cares for her. It's like, well, then it would kind of make sense that he would want to focus on finding answers for what's ever going on, because anything could happen to Phoebe next. Right. Mm-hmm. So maybe he's just putting himself like, well, then I'm just going to find out what I can right now and put a stop to it. And so there's just a lot of misunderstandings. Uh, (laughs) Although the ring thing, I'll talk about the ring thing later in a different point. Uh, Or, you know, if you bring it up before, but that was a little odd. Uh, I don't know how to feel about that, but we'll, we'll talk about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But then we get that face off there at the mausoleum with Joe and Vic, which some good lines in there uh as much as a, a murder scene can have uh you know that would have hurt if i still had toes there was very funny to me um it's very funny <laughs> joe we forget just doesn't have toes there on yeah. two, two and, toes foot. <laughs> and i happened while taking my notes today for this episode i happened to pause it right there at that moment and the look on vic's face as he's like staring at this hole in the shoe is like <laughs> <laughs> like what is that? <laughs> like it was great. Um, <laughs> but yeah, at the end of that, I was like, and Joe just killed Alfred Pennyworth, so now he's got to worry about the wrath of the Dark Knight coming down on him. Uh, mm-hmm. Great, but <laughs> but no, truly, I was I was kind of bummed because I was like, man, that means no more Sean Pertwee, and he's really awesome. So yeah, it's kind of sad that he's just like in and out of the show that quick. But you know. <laughs> anybody can go at any time anything can Get happen too close to joe and right. that's what happens and then with another hilarious line you're wrong 
you are wrong. My dick's never been softer. <laughs> Just <laughs> with this dialogue, uh, it's killing yeah. me. <laughs> uh, and then the end of Vic is, of course, Joe doing his classic move of disposing of the body and then forging a message from the victim explaining why he's just gone now um <laughs> it's like taking a leave of absence who knows where he's going he's going on holiday to ibiza who knows um <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if he could afford that though so i don't know whatever story he came up with for for the butler just being like i love you like family but i'm gone forever goodbye bye <laughs> I'm out. Joe's got to be a really creative writer as well to be able to come up with the stories on why these people are just vanishing. I was to say, <laughs> he has to be because of all the people that he's disappeared throughout the years and he's leaving mm-hmm. behind notes and all these, oh, well, this is, you know, this is what happened. It's just like, yeah, he's got some creativity mm-hmm. for sure. Jeez. But yeah, so Vic the Vic, which I didn't even make that connection till literally like right now when I started talking about that point. But yeah, he was <laughs> the Vic of this episode. But yeah, <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. I was not no. expecting that. Um, that was great. Yeah, that that scene. I was really, I was kind of surprised. I was because I was a little worried there for Joe because Joe's not always the best fighter. Sometimes he just gets really lucky. Mm-hmm. Um, and because I thought. I know this fella's a little older, but I don't know. I I bet he's like retired law enforcement or something, you know, to be right. like a most, private bodyguard. You know, most. Yeah. You know, I feel like, yeah, most bodyguards like uh, like that have some kind of law enforcement or military background yeah. or something. Yeah. Yeah. Like the dude knows his moves and he, you know, uh, I bet was strong so i i feel like joe just really had to get kind of lucky and and yeah probably had a little bit of the element of surprise with the getting the shot in the foot you know mm-hmm. <laughs> it's going like right through his shoe and not not having any effect on him um but yeah he just always seems to kind of get lucky in those situations because i'm like joe i just don't think you'd actually win that you know in a true mm-hmm. one-on-one so yeah poor vic that was really good well, I want to talk about Kate just for a minute. Um, I have more thoughts about Kate, um, but or at least a small little another little point um, with Kate. But I, I think she's such a weird character. I don't yeah. know what to think of her. Uh, like she go, she bounces uh, between really hating Joe, then she's kind of. Um, like she lets her guard down when they're in the bar and tells mm-hmm. something about herself and, you know, makes herself slightly vulnerable, kind of talking about her childhood and why she can't cry, you know, because I was thinking, dang, she's not too shaken up about finding out Malcolm's dead. You know, mm-hmm. she's pretty stoic. And um, and then she uh goes to then being attracted to Joe. What was all that about in the in the garden? Which, by the way, that garden was awesome. Like, I'm like, I want a secret garden. That looks great. Um, And I mean, I think the actress, it's not shade to the actress by any means, because I think she's doing a really good job. I just can't quite figure out why they've written her this way. Yeah. Um, Because I just find that she's really inconsistent. I can't, I can't pick up on her vibe and what she's really about. I feel like it's kind of hard to believe that she's, really friends with some of these people 
Uh, they because they seem so damn shallow. Yeah. Uh, and not very smart. But she seems really smart. And I'm like, I just I'm. But they all seem very weird and oddball to me when I look at them all together. I'm just like, I don't know. I don't know how all y'all ended up being friends and got into this like core group. But she, to me, seems like the outsider a little bit. So I can't quite figure out how she got to be in this group um, with them at all. But I just find her strange. I also think now, look, not I'm not saying uh, I'm fully aware Joe's a bad guy. And um, I think that she picks up the vibes kind of like Peach in season one where peach just hated joe like she couldn't quite put her finger on it but she just really hated him really detested him and she was awful to him and you would almost get mad at peach but you're like well you can't really be mad at her joe truly is a really bad guy she's right to have like some weird vibes you know Mm -hmm. sometimes you just you have a reason for not liking someone you don't know them yet but you're just and you're like man i don't know something's off and then you actually find out later on that they're like a really bad person or they've done terrible Mm -hmm. things so it's it's legit that she has like um these feelings towards him but i don't get like what is is it just the vibes that she has uh that she feels when she's around joe that she is so incredibly rude to him like I just don't get it. Um, yeah. Cause she is just absolutely awful to him. But I'm like, what do you really know about him that you behave that way towards him? And then, like I said, she keeps flip-flopping um, in this episode. So I can't quite figure her out. I think she's written kind of weird. Um, what do you think? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Cause you know, last week I was talking about, you know, that she has this keep everybody in arm's length kind of mentality where she's purposely a little cold in order to not get too close to anybody, which that's kind of a classic personality type and trope in a lot of stories. But even in real life, there's a lot of those kind of people that, you know, well, if nobody, if I, if I don't let anybody close enough to me, then they can't hurt me because, you know, which (laughs) reference to last of us without too much, without spoiler (laughs) or too much context. But yeah, I mean, what this week, well, but you know, it's just like, you know, the, the only people who can betray you are those that you, trust that you're close to so that's true so i i could see her kind of having that mentality but then she does open up and she is vulnerable and she explains you know the reason that she kind of is as cold as she is is because her parents or at least her mother really like forbade her from having any kind of emotion you're supposed to be just this quiet stoic child who doesn't speak out about things and you don't show emotion you just like and it just seems like that really hardened her to where even now she kind of lives her life like that. And she has to cope with being that kind of person because that's how she mm-hmm. was raised. And so she has a hard time expressing her thoughts and emotions to where, yeah, maybe she just, <laughs> it's kind of made her socially inept in a lot of those, these kind of circles where possibly yeah. she has those kind of issues because then, I mean, we do see what her and Joe, uh, do later yeah we talked about the secret garden but even then it's very (laughs) pushed away where she says she says it's just let's distract each other it's just a distraction she says don't kiss me or we'll fall in love like it's it's a joke but i think legitimately you know there's a little bit of truth to every joke where she's like but really like i still like we can we can do this we can have this moment i need something to take me out of this funk that i'm in but but i'm still not willing to get that close to you Right. Like she still has her guard up, even mm-hmm. even though they have sex in the garden. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. But man, she was really awful to him the next morning, too. I get he was right. snooping 
But she's like, oh, I'd rather be chopped into a thousand little pieces than spend one more moment alone with you. I'm like, you are awful. Yeah. Um, it's a little like, low. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and again, I get it. I know who Joe is, but she doesn't know who Joe is. Right. Um, even if you don't like someone, like you get a vibe or something, or it's like, I don't know what it is about that person, but I just, I don't really like them, but I can't explain why. Uh, I can't imagine being that outright rude. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe it's just, I don't know. I can't, I don't know. I, I don't think I've, I don't think I've ever been rude on purpose. I won't say I've ever been rude on accident. I'm not a perfect person by any means, but you know, <laughs> I don't go out of my way to be rude to people. You know what I mean? Like the way that she has, I feel. So I'm just like, even if you don't like someone and you get a bad, bad vibe or don't think that they're a good person, but you can't quite put your finger on why it's just her over the top rudeness at every moment. Um, just i don't know i can't can't quite figure it out um yeah so i don't know but yeah i mean you have a point i get it sounds like she had a bit of a wretched childhood because she even made a comment when she was uh there in the crypt uh saying her words to malcolm's finger (laughs) that was being, (laughs) being entombed um gosh what did she say i don't have it written down but she said something about um you know you you made me laugh. Uh, did she say something about you made me sometimes forget about my family or something like yeah. that? Mm-hmm. Like so, it sounds like she, like her family's terrible or something. Um, yeah. So, yeah, maybe that's just you know some childhood shit that she's still carrying around. But I don't know. I don't feel like that gives you a pass to be completely rude. You can have your wall up, keep yourself guarded, but you don't have to be an asshole. Mm-hmm. I'm saying to be an asshole to a serial killer, you know, (laughs) (laughs) makes all the sense. But anyway, just interesting um, about Kate. Can't quite figure her out. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Yeah. Uh, What's your next point? All right. Well, that kind of goes into my next one, which is more about Kate, but really it's a Joe in relation to Kate as uh, just following Kate and his uh, self-appointed mission this episode that uh, he gives himself, mm-hmm. which, again, I, I mentioned this in uh, a previous point, but I thought it was a nice little hint that off the top of the episode, you know, he's discussing this. Uh, I, I wish I, I should have gotten it because I don't think it was Telltale Heart. It was what they've moved on to. It was something else with Poe where <clears throat> the stranger in the restaurant or whatever, like, just see somebody and just like, I, I have to follow them and takes off after them. Uh, and then his 
students kind of breaking this down and the male student in the class, I don't have his name, but he mentions that it's the character following this stranger out of a sense of protection, which is what Joe ends up doing with Kate most of this episode. Mm-hmm. And then Nadia follows that up with it being about love, specifically love that you have for something that you'll never fully understand. And then the other student replies to that with, well, this is about fixation. And she says, well, who says that those are mutually exclusive? And I was like, wait a minute, are we talking about Joe's book assignment or this show as a whole now? This is very meta. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> uh, because the, even at the big, uh, ending of the episode, like I mentioned, Joe is relating this story back to the stalker. Where he's just like, oh, are you stalking following me because you see something in me? There's this kinship. You want to know me more? There's something that, you know, speaks to you about me. And so that story kind of plays the the theme of the episode. But specifically, yeah, the out of protection. And that's kind of what leads him to do what he does with Kate. Which even before he decides that, he's (laughs) staring at people through windows. It's like, you really just stare at Kate through those windows with too much confidence since you keep getting caught. like. She also can just look and see you staring out. You're not hiding at all. <laughs> How many times do you have to like, try to hide? Like act shocked when she looks at him and he's like, oh, I got caught. I was like, well, yeah, because <laughs> you're standing in a big open window, looking into a big open window. <laughs> like it's, they're not far apart even really. <laughs> it's hilarious that it's still like he doesn't get it yet. <laughs> right. But yeah, so he's kind of keeping an eye on Kate. As I mentioned, the stalker is texting him saying he should kill Kate. And he's like, well, I'm not going to. But does that mean that you're going to and then try to pin it on me? So now I have to protect her. And it's my job to be the protector. And so he's following her around even at the funeral, uh, which he, you know, notices Kate enrolled. Something going on there. He's definitely clocking something. They were, you know, the way they kind of were talking at the funeral and then even after when they're back at sundry house and the way he's kind of holding her hand and there's this kind of there's something there (laughs) and you're not sure what it is but joe's like all right taking note of that Uh, dude's like oh malcolm's out of the picture right all side up to kate yeah because he even says like are you protecting her are you teasing me because it's you you know he's Mm -hmm. (laughs) got it Got an eye on everybody, but he does, as in Kate even uses his, these exact words, but Joe does end up just following her around like a puppy. Uh, and somehow it only makes her like him more up till the, you know, part where he screws everything up with the letter. But, <laughs> you know, it just their connection gets better and better after he keeps following her. Uh, I like that little conversation in the bar. He goes, you've got it. I've got a thing for stalking a murder. I'm like, well, <laughs> Even if you said it sarcastically, you're being honest. Uh, yeah, being very you honest. Don't have it. any intention to do that to Kate. Well, not the murder part, at least not intentionally. Right now, possibly. I don't. Know. <laughs> 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 Who knows? Uh, but yes, the the secret garden where they uh, distract each other from this terrible, sad day. And I was like, Joe, did you really have to say "hand" like that right at that moment? Uh, <laughs> there was. <laughs> he goes well on the other hand and it's like <laughs> and there was a certain thing happening right at that moment and i was like okay joe okay uh, <laughs> he's got away yeah he does uh, but then yeah then after their little hookup there he really steps in it as 
Kate is asleep, seemingly, so he sneaks off to Malcolm's office to get Nadia's note that she had asked for. He finds it, retrieves it, but Kate does catch him, and that doesn't look good. It makes him look... At first, because she even accuses him of, like, is that the only reason you came home with me, was to get this note for some student that Malcolm was sleeping with that I don't care about at all? Mm -hmm. But then it does make him look kind of obsessive, which, I mean, to be fair, he is. But it does skeeve her pretty thoroughly so she's like eh, hit the bricks we're done like and again she uses that line which is a, a little rough yeah i'd rather be chopped up into a thousand bits than be here for one more second alone with you like okay yeah but, like you just had sex with the guy you know but but about i mean i guess you know if i took somebody home and then we had some moments and then you know i wake up and they're snooping through my stuff and like trying to like i would be a little bit like okay, what's going on here? What, why are you here? What's the reason? Absolutely. Like, I think I'd be pissed off too. Like, it's fine like, to be okay, questioning. Going on. Fine to yeah. be questioning, but yeah, when she, <laughs> she, she really takes it to a whole, whole level. Right. Yeah. But, uh, then we do see after, cause that's really the last, that's the end of him following her around. But I do like the next time he's looking at her through the window and clearly doing it. Cause she clearly sees him doing it, but she does take some of his words at the bar. To, to heart some of his words do resonate with her because she's having this hard time grieving so maybe she will try joe's cathartic ritual as he says and will burn something that portrait of malcolm was hilarious <laughs> surprised it's not a new yeah <laughs> <laughs> what an interesting uh portrait yeah <laughs> like he's looking down his nose uh at everyone even yeah. even there in that portrait it's funny what I didn't, what I couldn't quite get is when, because, you know, Joe's following her after the funeral and then ends up just confronting her and talking to her in the bar. She has that vulnerable moment and then she's like, come on, I'll show you. Uh, I, I remember I'm paraphrasing. I don't have it in front of me. Um, I'll show you one of our favorite spots or something, whatever it is. So she's like, come on, come with me. And instead of walking together, he's following her again. Like, why yeah. is he walking so far away from her? Why aren't they? Like, she knows he's there. And she says, come with me. Like, yeah. And so it's he's still but like. But she was like, I mean, she was going because he says something about that. He was just like, but you're not making it easy because he's like, he was trying to keep up with her almost is what it seemed like. He's like, she just like took off, but. Like she's just walking faster than him and yeah. can't keep up. Because I was like, why is he so far away? It's like, she's like, just keep following me. Like, mm-hmm. but I'm like, well, why just walk together? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Just, I, I was like, I don't know. I didn't, it, it didn't make weird. sense to me. Um, And when they got to, because you were talking about Vic following mm-hmm. them. And I do believe he was there following them and watching them. But I think there was someone else. Oh yeah. The there's a scene and it could just be something else on the camera. I I get that because I feel like there's um a lot of uh things that they're trying to mislead us on and a lot mm-hmm. of red herrings in the show, so I totally get that. I'm not firm in this at all. <laughs> it's shaky. But there's a view of when they're sneaking into the garden. And you've got that viewpoint of that person watching them from like across the street or wherever it is. And Joe is, um, he goes into the gate. It looks like long hair, just a little, like there's a strand of long hair coming off Hmm. of that person. Um, 
And so it's hard to tell. I was like, is that hair? Is it like something in the background that looks like it's, you know, something else coming off of that tree that makes it look like a hair? But it looks like hair um, uh, falling to the person's shoulder that's watching them. So I don't know if it was Vic the entire time. Right. um, Or if it was Joe's stalker. So I don't know. Go back and um, look. I think it's around... um, uh, about 19, 19 minutes, 20 something seconds or so, um, before the, um, left in the episode, not into, but left. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know. Again, I, I, it, it, it feels a little flimsy and I, I understand that, but it was just interesting because, um, my next point are suspects. Mm-hmm. Now I know what I talked about last week and <laughs> I'm not saying I'm wrong, but I do I do think that my part about Reese was kind of blown out of the water this week. Mm-hmm. So I think I was wrong about that because while we didn't see, or I don't remember anyway, if I can remember correctly, uh, any interaction, because I, I felt like that was lacking. Like, I'm like, why, why aren't, aren't there other people there in the group interacting with him? But in this episode, he was speaking at the funeral. Yeah. People Uh, were reacting to it. And people were reacting to it. So I'm like, okay, so he's not like having these one-on-one conversations or they're all not in this group laughing together, like at the parties and, you know, how everyone, like we see everyone else interacting, but we see Reese not participating in any of that. So that stood out to me. And, but I was like, okay, well, he's still not like interacting. they're, They're painting him as like. The outsider of the group, you know, that's another true. little hint, you know, absolutely. So I think that whole theory that I had of Reese being made up, um, and that uh, Joe was kind of making him up as this weird mental thing that he's got going on, which I, I don't, I'm, I don't think I'm too far out with that. I think I still have some belief in that, but I'm like, okay, I think Reese is probably real because yes, he was uh, reading something at the podium. People were reacting to it. I think Reese must be real. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I liked my idea, though. I thought. <laughs> but I still think there could be a little something to Joe kind of doing this to himself. But that's not what I'm going to talk about this week. Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, well, I was wrong about Reese. I could very well be wrong about Joe. I'm totally okay with this, by the way. Because I'm honestly just having fun with mm-hmm. all of this and trying to figure out what is going on and who it is so i'm just i'm having fun with it and i'm totally fine with being wrong Uh, i'm not going to be mad um at myself or anything and uh be a a sore you know loser if i get it wrong i had thought a little bit about um kate for a moment maybe being a suspect at the wake joe got a, a message from the stalker and it, he it distracted him long enough to realize Kate was gone, and he's like, "Oh yeah. shit, where'd she go?" And so he runs outside and uh, sees her standing out there, and she had just looked at her phone and put it put it down, like just mm-hmm. as he was getting um, that message inside. Either after she did she just type a response? Uh, was she looking for a response? Oh no, <laughs> um, I think there's a couple things that could maybe point to Kate being a suspect, but. I want to know what you think, and maybe you have a point about this, but 
I wonder if it's not someone in their little circle of friends. Uh, like, because that's where he's aiming. That's where Joe's putting all of his focus, yeah. right? He's putting his focus on everyone in the group. Oh, it's it could be you, and you're just trying to, you know, uh, piss me off. And oh, it could be you. You know, you're you're kind of, you know, I don't know if you can drum up enough motivation, but it could be you. And he keeps looking at all these people, but who's he not looking at as a suspect? Nadia. Hmm. Yeah. And. I feel like because we keep hearing like Joe's running the narrative, Joe is like we're following his internal dialogue and we're following him along it. Could it be this person and could it be this person? And he's kind of going through his own process of elimination. So I'm like, okay, forget Joe because Joe is um, I feel like he's misleading us or the show is trying to mislead us by us listening to Joe. But Nadia, he's not looking at her at all. And mm-hmm. I think that it's a good misdirection um, that happens in murder mysteries. And I feel like she keeps showing up at just the right times. She's outside Malcolm's apartment after that first police investigation. She's in the library with the murder mysteries. She sh- you know, pops up outside Malcolm's office when Joe's coming out um, after he had broken in. Um, then there was... Um, when Joe had gotten that message from the killer, like, oh, that bitch sent the sick the police on you. And he's like, what? And he goes running to his window and he starts looking around. And, he, and when he looks down, he sees two people kind of hugging. Then his view goes up um, and you see buildings and then it quickly goes down and you just barely catch uh, someone walking away. You don't see um their face, it's their back, but they're wearing a very similar brown jacket and backpack that Nadia wears. And we see her in the mm. next scene that she yeah. um, is wearing and she's walking away. Um, so I know Could a lot be. of this is flimsy because I don't I know really... what her motivations would be for outside of Malcolm, but even she seemed to be very uh, close to Malcolm. So I don't, I don't know. It's, they'd have to build up definitely more motivations and reasons for her to be, which that's, it could be a great twist is then revealing, Oh, because of this and this and this, and you're like, Oh my God. But yeah. Um, well, and she acts so innocent. Um, she, I think she does have like a love interest motive modem or motive modem. Jesus. Um, <laughs> because I think that she was involved with Malcolm. Um, but I don't know. And I think it would just be someone that Joe wouldn't even suspect because, you know, he, he's got the special place, you know, in his heart, right. For, for like the, the innocent, you know, when you think of like Ellie and Paco, um, yeah. you know, cause I feel like that's kind of the role she kind of fills a little bit. Um, so he's not even, and I'm like, well, to me that, that almost fits more than anyone else, unless it's someone, I know I talked also in last episode, it could be maybe some from his past. I really have a good feeling about maybe it's someone going to really come back from Joe's past that we don't expect, um, that could be doing this and, and taunting him. But I don't know if we're talking p- current people that we're seeing, I think Nadia could be a good suspect just simply because Joe doesn't even suspect her. Right. So I don't know. That's all I got to say about that though. I'm sure I'll have more. It, it'll change by next week. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, what's so, your next point? 
So my last main point, really, I've got some extra notes, of course, but yeah, last like main point that I have, uh, which again ties into that, the the suspects and stuff a little bit. I have a Joe or no, because uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking into account like a lot of what you said last week and what Gail wrote in about and then what I'm seeing. So, yeah, like I said, I can only watch through this lens of what it, if it is all Joe's doing through some dissociative mm-hmm. identity thing. Thanks to you guys. Um but but let's also play this as that's not the case at all. Face Absolutely. value. Absolutely. Someone we, we, we gotta look at it at all angles. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So we can look at it, someone broke into his apartment and put all that up and they can see him in his home and they're just terrorizing him, texting him about all of it. it doesn't feel good to be hunted, does it, Joe? Uh but yeah, um the whole Joe doing it does kind of make sense. I can't help but focus on that. And so, you know, now we'll cover the rest of the season as if that's the twist, only for it not to be, because mm-hmm. they want us to think it's Joe. But it's actually been Baby Henry the whole time, or <laughs> or Paco, or no, the dude that worked at the bookstore in season one. What was his name? Ethan. It's all Ethan. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> start going down crazy rabbit holes and, and lines. But uh, yeah, I don't know. If it is some other killer, though, yeah, they're trying to pull this truth out of you know, pull the, the Joe Goldberg out of him. Uh, but also if it is Joe, then is it some kind of mental break as a form of him trying to accept the wrongs that he's done in his life as wrongs? You know, is it his own subconscious mm-hmm. way of facing his demons or is it another killer who's fixated on understanding someone like them? You know, as Joe was wondering about. Yeah. So I think evenly it could go either way. Uh, and then Joe is still here trying to run through motives and personalities of this whole Sundry House squad and, you know, figure out if it's one of them. Nothing's explicitly pinpointing murder, but he's believing clearly it has to be one of them, like you were saying. So that's what he's focusing on. Um, <clears throat> so I'm trying to see, like, some of the things I pointed out. Of course, yeah, I'm, I'm very all for the idea of it being Joe. But again, yeah, I, I also have a note here where I was like, I don't buy the Reese thing that we were talking about. Because, yeah, as we talked about, it's hard to kind of imagine a mayoral candidate and also the speech at the funeral. I was like, yeah, people are reacting to that openly. Like, totally. Reese is here. Yeah, I got totally proven wrong this episode. I I totally am resolved with that. Yeah. And then the uh, the messages from the killer are telling Joe that you know, they have him figured out as someone who kills for love, which is true. But then the part about, and you enjoy killing. And I was like, you know, for you know a certain degree, you know, for you going to get off on it. And I was like, I wouldn't say that's not, you know, I wouldn't say that's necessarily true. I, yeah, I don't, I don't feel, I, I do feel that Joe thinks he does it out of necessity, but we've never, yeah. I don't think I've ever really seen him enjoy doing it. Who there was someone he was, was it last season? Um, he vomited while he was eliminating their body, getting rid of their body. Yeah. And I've never really seen Joe enjoy doing it, but he yeah, has he's felt he's done it out of necessity. Very reluctant, but it's, been yeah like you said i have to do this i have to do this he's always rationalized it or felt he was justified in doing it but i don't think he's ever enjoyed doing it like they were accusing him of so i agree so if it is this mental dissociation where he's trying to face his own demons and guilt trip himself you know then i don't think he would accuse himself of 
something that is clearly not true about him. Mm -hmm. So that's something that leads to me thinking it's not Joe. Mm -hmm. Uh, Also, a a big one with this episode is getting the message saying, you know, well, I'll show you. And as as Kate is leaving and he's got to follow. That was the moment that I think was the biggest clue that the killer should be a real other person. Because I don't know how he would orchestrate knowing that Vic would be at the, you know, mausoleum crypt area because he doesn't know that Vic has been following him. As far as I'm aware, like he doesn't have any, I, you know, idea that Vic was following him. Someone else watching from a distance might know that and knew that Vic would be following Kate and (laughs) because Vic was on him. So then that ties into what you're saying. Was there a, a third, you know, or an extra, another person that was also following him and Kate that knew Vic was following him also and kind of could tie these things together and go, well, if he follows Kate to this place, Vic's going to be there. Mm. So that's what kind of makes me, I was like the two points that really made me think it's not Joe. Like I said, I don't think he would accuse himself of things that are not true about him. If that's what that was. Uh huh. And, and then, yeah, the Vic situation is like, I don't think he had any clue that Vic was onto him or like following him at all. So how would he have orchestrated following Kate to have the run in with Vic? Right. Yeah. And then at that scene, I was like, well, there's no way it's Kate. But then the ring, (laughs) the ring was one of another like big clue, like not even a clue, but just like, honestly, the opposite of a clue. It just made things muddier. Uh, I was very curious about that. My best guess is that it seems most plausible that it was planted on him by the guy that bumped into him at the funeral or something like that. Because he thinks back on that. But and I know I was just saying, I was like, I don't think it's Kate at all. But with the times that he was spending with her, she had ample opportunity to plant it on him. It's it's still hard to believe <laughs> that those are, you know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think that it's not him when certain things happen. It's hard to believe it would be Kate, but like it's it's a really strange one. The ring really threw quite a, a wrench in the works on you know. Or he could have had theorizing. it the whole time. Yeah, it's like he could have had it the entire time. <laughs> but again, he's like, he's not out of it. Like, he's not dissociating all the time. So, like, he's changed clothes plenty of points. And he's done. It's like, when does he, you know, when would he have really had the opportunity to, like, plant it on himself? It's a weird, yeah. Like, oh, I, know. I don't know how these things line up. <laughs> I know. I love, though, that you're, you know, you're kind of making this, like, pro con yeah. list of, <laughs> you know, Joe or no Joe um, kind of list because yeah, yeah, you make some good points. Um, but yeah, I had questions about the ring too. Like, well, could he have just had it on him the whole time? Uh, or yeah. did, yeah, did, could it have been someone like that? Um, that guy that bumped into him there at the funeral home pretty aggressively with longer know. hair. With longer hair, yeah. T- I think he was a little taller than him, had long, longer hair, and he he could have done it. But if if he did, well, then who the hell is this guy? You know, who's right. you know, uh, is he just someone that one of the rich socialites could have paid? It's Reese in a wig. Yeah. <laughs> 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 we're now we're going Scooby Doo. Um, yeah, <laughs> I knew it was but you I the mean, it was uh. it was. A good little callback to like when Joe uh, took the necklace off Marianne, you know, mm-hmm. and how, you know, he, you know, through distraction and was able to very quickly 
graze past her and and grab grab her necklace, you know, it could be very easy to bump into someone as a distraction and just slide slide it into his pocket or could have had it the entire time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love I I think he makes some good points though. Yeah, I don't know. It I I like thinking about it because it would be interesting to see Joe go down this path. That's that's what breaks him. Um, you know, but again, it's fun to really speculate on on who it yeah. could be trying to, you know, because just when you think, well, it makes sense for this person and then you start noticing people where they are or what they're doing, who's got their phone in their hands. Oh, another thing about Nadia was in the very uh, opening scene when they get the news about uh, Malcolm uh, having been murdered, um, they're all talking about it. And you see Nadia, because uh, Joe's like, oh, shit, you know, he's kind of having that panic moment, like his finger's been found. And so, of course, if a body's been found or anything like that, then people are going to like cops are going to get involved and start sniffing around. Mm. Nadia uh, reaches for her phone. And then Joe gets that message. Hmm. Um, and shit, what did it say? Do you have do I have your attention? Do I have now? your attention? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it had cut to her face. It went to her face. It went to Joe. And then it showed her going um, to get to reach uh, down where her bag was for her phone. So just trying to like look for those little things. It's fun. It's fun to try to kind of see who is in the in the place, you know, and has an opportunity. I was thinking first before that scene when Joe got the message there in class that every time he gets a message, he's by himself. Mm-hmm. Like he's not around other people or a group of people, but he was um, there in the in his class when he got that one. So I was like, well, shit, that blows that out the water but um yeah it's fun i like all all of that speculation um yeah um you know i think i talked about my main point so i think i'm down to just a few notes so did you have another another point or where where are you that's all the points that i have so i've just got some notes as well yeah okay well i think the only one that i have that we haven't talked about was um more of a question why the hell doesn't Joe just get a camera uh, in his apartment to surveil? Right. He's not, <laughs> someone's breaking into his apartment and putting up all of these posters, um, outing yeah, him, essentially. He's... Why are you changing the lock? And why don't you just get a freaking ring camera or something? <laughs> right. Like He's very capable of like setting up like a nanny cam or something like set up in some little tchotchke or something in, his, in a flat somewhere. Like He's got a ton of books. I, you got a whole wall right. of books. Nice place. Just set up something somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. But is he not setting up a camera because he knows it's really him that's doing all this? So putting up a camera would really just totally <laughs> debunk that someone's actually stalking him. No, I'm sorry. I'm just <laughs> going there again. <laughs> I've got a, a, ca- a point, a counterpoint to everything I'm saying. I'm arguing with myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm losing my shit like Joe is. Um uh-huh. uh let's see we talked about the ring. Talked yeah, I can't fr- I'm like, dude, there's cameras everywhere. Just get a freaking camera if you got someone breaking mm. into your apartment. Um they're not that expensive. You can get a, a cheap one, get all the images right. on your phone uh when you're not there, get little alerts. It's yeah. uh handy dandy. Um uh, I think that's the only one uh that we haven't talked about, so I'm fresh out. Oh, sorry. Um, the blonde lady was back. Yes, it was. 
There's three out of three episodes now that we have had this mysterious photographer appearing and eyeing Joe. So that's going to be something. She's she's important. I don't know if it'll be as juicy as what they're trying to make it out to be, but she was there again. Mm-hmm. She's got her eyes and camera on Joe. She clicked hard. So yeah. I want to know. I don't know who she is. Um, and then I thought that the uh, ending was interesting. I know that you talked about it, but I thought it was interesting that that was when Joe started playing along with the stalker and said, you know, we should meet. He's mm-hmm. kind of trying to set up this little trap for them. And then they kind of went silent. And then he gets that message from Phoebe to meet them. Uh, and I wonder if they, the stalker is kind of turning. Uh, the tables on Joe a little bit and not falling for his trap, but putting him in one with this little mm-hmm. meeting there at the end. So I don't know. I hopefully we'll find out. Could be yeah. absolutely nothing. Could be just making a big deal out of, like you said, uh, a few little questions and they're on their way and they move on. Um, something else. Uh, yeah, that was on my notes. Sorry, that was at the very bottom. Um, what have you got? Yes, extra notes. Um, Joe being questioned by police usually never goes super swimmingly like he's always gotten away with whatever but he's usually like very overly nervous speaking to the police and i was like well he held his own pretty good here actually he even offered them tea so <laughs> that was good <laughs> and he he handles it well he feeds them the information about simon's wrongdoings and malcolm's plans to blackmail him names blue as a corroborator which all of these things are factual and true and can be pinpointed yeah um He's keeping the police even looking within the social group that, you know, the same as he is. However, the problem being that who is the newest member of said group in one way or another, you know, one Professor Jonathan Moore. So he's also kind of still pinning himself in with them, which maybe that's on purpose. He's like, well, if I lead them to look at me and the people who are around me, I don't look guilty, which to him, he's not guilty. So he's like, I have nothing to hide other than the killer has been messaging me. And I did actually dispose of Malcolm's body and there's all this, but you know, it's <laughs> like, but I didn't kill anybody. Uh, <laughs> Super Vic. Yeah, he did just do that. Uh, yeah. We've talked about Nadia a little bit running into her, trying to get into Malcolm and Kate's flat to retrieve the letter that she wrote. I'm not sure what that letter could be. It's like, it's most likely it seems just like some kind of cheesy love letter, mm-hmm. but I was wondering if it also could be incriminating in some way, the way she was really panicky about getting it back. If, especially because it seems like Kate, and Malcolm had a pretty open relationship. Yeah, I couldn't figure that out. She didn't seem to be too bothered. Right. About so it. what's the reason? Why is Nadia so worried about it? You know, she's like, my whole, you know, professional career would be ruined. And it's like, well, what are you talking about? But then later she doesn't seem to care whether or not Joe would have read it. So Yeah. I don't know. It was, it was, it was kind of a weird thing there. I mean, maybe she was just worried about because if they find out that accuse her of sleeping with a professor to get better grades and to yeah and maybe that that, would make her a suspect or something you know a jilted lover kind of thing and she's like well i don't want a letter from me and me being identified as like a a potential jilted lover or something and um yeah be a possible suspect or something she just wants to kind of get rid of that looks like she wasn't the only one though according to that Mm -hmm. tick stack joe found (laughs) yeah right um, I'm just gonna say, rest in peace, Malcolm Harding. He liked corgis and soup. Uh, <laughs> <What's> that? <laughs> is that gonna go on his uh 
gravestone. Um, <laughs> God, that was so bizarre. <laughs> I just want to see that on the gravestone. Yeah, Malcolm Harding, birth date and death date, and then just have it great engraved on there. He liked corgis and soup. Um, <laughs> so random. And then yeah, I had one other like kind of jokey little question. It was like, does Phoebe actually invite him everywhere, or it? it she probably does, but it also seems like it's a very easy answer to explain almost anything and anywhere he does or is. Like, Phoebe invited like, me. What are you doing here, Jonathan? Phoebe invited me. Oh, okay. And everybody just like shuts up and moves on. Yeah. Because like. she, she definitely seems to be like the queen bee almost and everyone just adores her. So yeah. that's what she wants and that's what she gets. But yeah, it is. is um, It works well for Joe. Oh, well, Phoebe invited me. Right. Just start using that for anything. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to start using that. What are you doing works. with this knife in this in this person's chest? Eh, Phoebe invited me. Oh, okay. We'll continue. Um. <laughs> continue. We still don't know what the hell it was that Joe said to Phoebe that, like, enlightened yeah, her so much. So that's a mystery in of itself that they're going to, I think, make us wait wait for. It's, I, I really want to know. Yeah. And And that's a thing, too. Like... Could it almost be sweet Phoebe, who you almost wouldn't really suspect because, you, you know, you just think, oh, she just doesn't have it in her, uh, doesn't have the heart for it. Um, but was there something at that party because this stalker feels they have like this connection with Joe? Um, was there something that he said to her that was like, oh, well, you know, really spoke <laughs> to her true self? So, yeah. It's again. okay to kill people. Just do it. Yeah. And she's like, oh, my God. <laughs> Yes, you see me. I feel so seen right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, one. I want to know what the hell he said to her. Um, yeah, I hope we find that, that has out. really it's endeared. Really fun. Yeah, endeared uh, her to him because she she just adores Joe. It seems, and everyone else is just like, ugh. You know, we're just tolerating you because Phoebe likes you for some weird reason. So yeah, yeah. And then lastly. uh I did the little music thing again, which oh, yeah. you know, I, it was big on the first episode. And I was like, man, we're going to release it hard. And then I was like, eh, not so not much. A lot. There's <laughs> two, two songs this episode, but they're fun ones. Um, I think my favorite, the best one is this, this first one. Uh, great use of it. Uh, as Joe is watching the guests arrive at the funeral and he's trying to kind of, you know, pick apart like what their reasons would be and kind of figuring out, well, that's what this person's doing, that person's doing. Mm -hmm. The song that's playing during that one is called Trust No One by Beginners. Ooh. And so <laughs> like that. Uh and then just yeah, the only other one is in after the the funeral when they're at Sundry House, the song uh, Can't Stop the Stars by Jungle is playing and it's just kind of background. But nice. not a not a lot of music use this episode. That's it. They have so much of Joe's internal dialogue. There's not enough mm -hmm. room for music. Yeah, <laughs> I heard. I haven't seen it, but I I read somewhere that they have um, a whole cut, and I don't know which season it is either. But I'm sure just a quick YouTube search it will pop up, uh, and I'm gonna have to go check this out. Is a whole cut of Joe uh, from either one episode or a handful of episodes. I'm not sure where they completely cut out his internal dialogue and he's, he has all these scenes with people and he's completely silent oh. <laughs> because, <laughs> because he's not actually outwardly speaking. It's all his internal dialogue. Um, right. I need and to, I got to check that out. 
like that Kate keeps calling him out on it. She's done it like three times. She this has. Already. Like even this episode, like she says something to him and then he goes into that internal monologue and she's like, you love thinking, don't you? <laughs> like that's. <laughs> she calls him out on it. And mm-hmm. I, I think that's really funny. It reminds me of, I don't know if anyone's watched Fleabag season two, but uh, I won't say anything in case it gets spoiled, but it reminds me of some, uh, some of that too. Yeah, and I think I mentioned that last week too. Yeah, the the Scrubs reference. I think with JD going into his little uh, fantasies, and then people being like, "So, what do you think about it? like what weird things happening in your head right now?" And he's like, "Oh, there's clowns. I don't, know. <laughs> you know, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> something about clowns. I don't know." <laughs> yeah, she she. I was imagining you dressed as you know Princess Leia. It's fine. Um, <laughs> you know, it's great. Yeah, um, yeah, I like that she calls him out on it. That's great. All right. Well, that was really good. Do you have anything else that you want to say before that's, we move on? That's it. Awesome. All right. Uh, well, that then takes us into our listener feedback. I'm really digging uh, what our listeners have to say. Everyone's got some really great thoughts and theories. Um, so let's see. Um, I'll start the first one we have from Doug Fick. He says, hey, guys, my last name is pronounced Fick, like Nick with an F. <laughs> <laughs> thanks doug uh, thanks giving me a hard time he goes on i'm digging rj's theory that it is joe stalking himself and perhaps the texts are all in his head are you there joe it's me margaret <laughs> about reese he does speak at the funeral and was seen walking in yeah i know thank you um but he does come and go from berlin regularly i also love corgis and soup i think we all do our <laughs> cleanse burning rituals in a negligee um, a peck slow through most of this episode, even though there was a kill. Looking forward to Joe's intervention. Was Reese there? Enjoying the pod. Thanks. I don't do my burn rituals in a negligee. Mm-mm. Only half the time for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on the mood. Uh, <laughs> next one from Alma Contreras is OMG. I am just getting through episode two cast, and I am totally mind blown emoji with Rima and Gail's theory. I love it. And it makes sense. I mean, how else did all those items end up on his wall? And how else is it that Reese can see into Joe the way he can? I got to admit to y'all, I'm not very good with murder mysteries. I always get them wrong and never see the twists. That being said, I've been having a hard time getting into this season, perhaps because of these superficial dimwits they have now, but I'm hoping there will be big twists with crazy revelations about these characters. Just so good to have y'all back in discussing this wild show. I will catch you later. Ooh. Thanks, Alma. Yeah, I'm not great at these. Like, I can't. I'm not good at re- really. Fi- like, I feel like I'm like, oh, I can. I can see, you know, and pick up things. But when it's a murder mystery, I'm just like, oh god, I don't even know. Um, mm-hmm. but I'm having a ton of fun. Yeah, <laughs> trying to figure it out. I like going a little. It's a wild show. You got to have wild theories, right? You gotta, you gotta go over the top, match the theme. Uh, thanks, Alma. Next up is Don Elizabeth. Uh, she says, I'm really enjoying this new season with Joe being the hunted instead of the hunter. I like your theories, Rima and Paik. At least we know you isn't the bodyguard. Thank you, Paik, for telling us who he, who, he, who he is last week. I recognized him but couldn't remember from where. I'm looking forward to seeing if we really find out who you is next episode at this meeting. Yet I wonder if it won't happen because uh won't won't be seeing you ruin the rest of the season 
Yeah, I think it's too early. Mm-hmm. I think it's too early. Thanks, Don. Yeah. And then this last uh, Facebook feedback here uh, from Melissa Sopala. She says, because hello again, my last name is pronounced Sopala. So got it. Thanks, Melissa. (laughs) After hearing Rima and Gail's theory, I watched this episode more closely than I normally would. I think they're right, because how would the stalker know everything that is going on without bugging the flat? Joe may have killed Malcolm and Simon because they were bad people. Even though they didn't do anything bad to him, maybe him wanting to be a better person triggered something in him. Also, it could be a way of him finally accepting the dark part of himself. He's been in denial and blames his horrible actions on what other people do to him first. The stalker is trying to get him to admit he kills because he likes it. It makes sense that it is his subconscious coming to terms with who he really is. For anyone wanting to get into the books, I recommend listening to the audiobooks because Santino Fontana is a fantastic narrator. One of these days, I'm going to have to add that to my list, but... Wow, I just love the name Santino Fontana. That that makes me want to listen. Thanks, Melissa, and thanks for letting us know how to pronounce your name, because I feel terrible when yeah. I mispronounce someone's <laughs> name, so feel feel free to y'all correct me if I do that. It's great. It was on me last week. I was just like, you gave me that one. I'm like, oh, God. Well, I, well. look, I was no help here. <laughs> I was no help here. I, I struggle, and I fully admit that. All right. Thanks, guys, so much. Um, We did get a voice message this week from Gail, and I I really want to hear what she has to say, um, because I know we were a bit on the same wavelength with our thoughts, but I'm curious to see if she's still on that uh, path or did this episode, because I know I obviously had to uh, reconsider my Reese theory. So let's see what Gail has to say. Hi, Rima and Paik. Okay, so let's go with feedback for this week. And then there were none. This is beginning to feel a lot like Agatha Christie's novel where one person dies at a time until the end. The plot twist of that novel was that the murderer was someone who faked their own death at an earlier part of the book, meaning that the last two characters who die are both innocent. I doubt that the writers are going to do anything quite so literal, but I think they are flashing that there's a huge bait and switch in play. So far, I see no reason to dismiss my thoughts from last week. But what about Reese at the funeral? Well, that was interesting, but we saw that 100% from Joe's point of view. Given Joe's mental state, this could be reality or his private delusion. There's just no way to know when you're dealing with a self-deceiving narrator, which is even worse than an unreliable narrator from a predicting the plot point of view. Last week I mentioned that Nadia is totally sus, and I suggested that she might be a relative of one of Joe's past victims. Given that she was extra sketchy this week, that still tracks. But there has been a new piece of spaghetti thrown at the wall. What the heck was Joe thinking, going to a funeral covered by the entire British paparazzi? I tensed up when he walked in and then did a double take when I saw a familiar journalist giving him the hairy eyeball. We've seen this woman before, and she seems to have a particular interest in Joe. She is worth watching. So the only other candidate for the cheap men's shoes was taken out of the running without even giving Joe a boner this week. This increases the likelihood that those shoes were indeed Joe's. Corgis and soup? For the love of God, Phoebe cannot possibly be that dim. Assuming she is not, what is up with her? Why is she best friends with Kate, who's been traumatized into emotional excision? Kate is so suppressed that she was comfortable in a marginal existence that she shared with Malcolm, 
and hate bonks Joe in order to feel something. Opposites may attract, but I honestly cannot see how that would apply to Phoebe and Kate. Finally, I suggest we pick up a collection of cameras, ring doorbells, and curtains in this alternate reality. <laughs> okay, so also contributing to this podcast are Pearl, my African grape, and Lily, my red belly parrot. Hope you enjoy them too. Thanks for the podcast. Talk to you next week. <laughs> That was perfect. The perfect little perfect sign-off. Sign off. Yes. <laughs> I do love your birds, Gail. I love that they make an appearance yeah. in your voice messages. They are welcome callers as well. <laughs> Absolutely. Gosh, that was really great. Again, from she's got some great observations. Yes. Um, I love that comment, taking up a collection plate for curtains and ring cameras. <laughs> <laughs> That was very insightful, Gail. Thank you. I'm really enjoying that, um, along uh, with everyone's feedback and, and theories about what the hell is going on this uh, uh, season and, and who who is you. That's such bad yeah. grammar, but you know what I mean. Who is you? <laughs> who is you? <laughs> who you is? I don't know. Um... <laughs> Get a little Yoda speak going there. <laughs> oh. That was so great. Thank you, everyone, so much for your feedback. It's so greatly appreciated. Keep it coming. Uh, we love hearing from you guys. Um, yeah. And be sure to write in again for next week, because next week we're covering um, season four, episode four of You, titled Hempsey. Hempsey. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't have a clue what that even means. It could be a Britishism that I'm not aware of. Oh. Uh, but I've never heard that word in my life, so yeah, I don't know. Watching Great British Bake Off has not prepared me for that Britishism, so um, mm-hmm. if that's what it is, then it's a new one on me. Um, but yeah, excited. Can't, can't wait. Yeah. See what the hell happens yeah. at that meeting. Yes. If you would like to write in or leave us a message, you can find all contact information over at podcastica.com. We'd love to hear from anyone about yeah the, the theories and the thoughts and the stuff keep coming and i i love it so anyone yeah write in and let us know your thoughts and, and guesses yeah <laughs> as long as you're not ahead of us don't be spoiling anything <laughs> yes, please, please don't spoil please stay on the current episode please <laughs> you can definitely leave your feedback for um just make sure you, you mark them if you're gonna leave like a, a voicemail or an email um and then i've put up all the posts or at least the first five episodes posts um and then I'll pick them up as as we go along. But yeah, don't 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 spoil us. But we we want to hear. Um, the the crazier the theory, the better. Yeah. <laughs> um, and while you're at Podcastica, make sure you you go check out our other shows. We we have so many um great podcasts happening right now, um, and new ones that are coming up. Um, I think I've mentioned last week. You know, we're covering The Last of Us. Um, each week, which is so much fun. What a fantastic show. Everyone's doing so great um, hosting that. Um, and then not just the show itself, but there's so much feedback each week that there's uh, an entire um, separate podcast for just the feedback with um, uh, another roundtable of, of hosts. Um, someone I know is going to be on there this week. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, so you you are on the talking about the <laughs> main episode yes. and then i'll be joining jason and ben for the feedback episode this week yes so, 
I'm so excited. excited. That'll be fun to, to hear you <laughs> and to hear what you think so far. Um, and my first time being on Cast of Us, so I can finally talk about Last of Us. I know on there. So I know because I'm dying to hear because we haven't really had a chance to to chat much since we've been on a break and so much like just life in general. Yeah. So I really can't wait to hear what you think about the show because I know you're really mm-hmm. digging it. So yeah, you got to check yeah. out the main part you gotta check out the feedback posts there's been such a tremendous amount of amazing feedback um so check that out and also on sunday nights right after the episode is done airing on hbo you can go to the podcastica youtube channel and they have a live like immediate reaction video that goes up right after it's done airing yes alex has been hosting those with a kind of rotating group of different people Doing a fantastic uh, I think this job. week was uh, Daphne and Amelie were on there with him, and they were talking about this latest episode right after it aired. So if you want to get their immediate live reactions of the new episodes, you can go check out the podcast the YouTube channel. Yeah, because sometimes you just got to have that fix. You know, yeah. uh, I just have to interact with someone. I've got thoughts and feelings. So there's chat options like you can go and watch it live on YouTube and there's a chat so you can chat with the host, ask questions and have that live interaction, you know, to, to talk about that show because i mean that's kind of why we do what we do right we want to talk about it and Mm -hmm. you just want to watch it and immediately talk about it with someone um but a lot of great podcasts check out the extraordinary cast um with greg and penny um covering that show um there's murder magnets they're covering poker face podcast um i have got to get caught up on that i'm hearing so many great things about how fun of a show that is um and then I'm sure you've got something you'd like to tease this week, right? With you and Daphne at Run For yeah. Your Lives. Uh-huh. Yeah, Run For Your Lives this week. Doing something a little different, something unique and new. Uh, we kind of experiment a little bit and see what happens this week if Run For Your Lives goes AI. What if we let <laughs> ChatGPT run the show? Ooh. So we we did kind of because we, we like to do every season like a look back special where we kind of do our like top movies and monsters and characters and stuff from that season that we've covered so this is like the ultimate look back where i just went to chat gpt and had it write a uh, little poem synopsis for every single movie we have ever covered on the podcast and wow some of them were really fun we talked about it a little bit uh and then also as far as the podcast intro and outro and all of that stuff all the scripts and the document i let jet uh, chat gpt write all of that for us so it's a very ai generated episode i mean it's still me and daphne doing all the talking but uh what we read and what we said was all ai led and that rhymed that was a poem in its own. so <laughs> funny so it's fun so definitely uh tune in on that one on friday when it releases because I think it was a lot of fun. So <laughs> that is awesome. Cannot wait for that. That's a unique idea. It's been a big thing lately, and I've had other podcasts that I listen to like do kind of similar things. So I was like, mm-hmm. that would be really fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So definitely lots of good stuff to check out on Podcastica while you're doing that. Make sure you go to like Apple Podcasts and things like that and follow subscribe to all of the podcasts that you're interested in that you want to listen to that helps a lot just to get our you know subscriptions and downloads and things like that write reviews if you love it five stars please please <laughs> always good <laughs> yeah well all right that is our show everyone thanks for listening until next time i'm rima and i'm Pete. and lynn rue is strange indeed <laughs>